This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about peanuts. We are talking about peanuts. Uh, let's see. Happy late Valentine's Day, everybody. Uh, we hope you got a bag of peanuts from your loved one. Maybe maybe like uh, some chocolate peanut confection. Maybe maybe a Reese's peanut butter heart. Oh. Even though this is I, I not the peanut butter that. episode. That's true. But, you know, the, the line is, is very fine between peanut and peanut butter. The line is very butter. fine. We, yeah. like... We're like a we're like a fine line that gets better over time. <laughs> That's exactly how it goes. Okay. Um, All right. So today we're talking about peanuts. Yes, and I think this was this was also suggested by listener Dana, who who sent in just like a sheaf of excellent uh, recipe suggestions, including as often happens, listener Dana was like, uh, "You should do peanuts," and I was like, "Come on, we've already done peanuts. Give me a break. We're a food show, and we've been on for eleven. Oh wait, we haven't done peanuts. Yeah. Uh, we've done peanut butter." We've done powdered peanut butter. We've done chocolate peanut butter, but uh, not peanuts, apparently. Okay, well, here we are. Yes, and um, I, in order to like not make this episode go on literally forever, I decided like uh, when I was researching to focus on like peanuts eaten as a snack. Yes. And so that means not peanut butter because we already did it. Not, you know, things made with peanuts, like recipes made with peanuts, like not peanut brittle. And also not boiled peanuts because I really don't know anything about them and I hope we'll do them in the future, but not today. Maybe we could get someone from some part of the South to come on and be an expert about boiled peanuts. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Someone from the boiled peanut district. Yes. The, the, the uh, boil belt, they call it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, today we are talking about snacking peanuts. Yes. Maybe All we right. should call the episode Snacking Peanuts. And everyone be like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Let's begin on memory lane, as we usually do. Okay. Did you snack on peanuts as a child? So when I was a kid, I think it was sort of the golden age of of, uh, peanuts on airplanes. 
Yes. Right? I mean, True. this was back this was back when uh when you always got food on an airplane. Yeah. And you didn't have to pay for it. You almost always got a little shiny uh single serving package of peanuts. And these were either salted peanuts or they were honey roasted. Oh, peanuts. I'm so glad you brought up honey roasted peanuts because mm-hmm. I definitely want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, um, you know, I think I felt like the salted peanuts sort of depended. I don't know. It depended upon how desperate I was. <laughs> um, salted peanuts, like, didn't they were they were fine? I guess. Okay, interesting. Um, but honey roasted peanuts. Now that was a revelation. Um, and I, I remember that as a child, like having my first honey roasted peanut. I don't remember exactly when it was, but I remember being like stricken in a good way by how Did, delicious it would was. Would you say you had a honeymoon period with the honey roasted peanuts? I would. I okay. would. Yeah. Uh, I also, I don't remember like specifically when I was introduced to honey roasted peanuts, but I do remember them blowing my mind. But I also always loved just regular salted peanuts. And I especially when I was a kid loved peanuts in the shell. Like, I, I thought this seemed so festive somehow that you could, like, because I, I guess, like, compared to other no- nuts, other notes, other nuts that are really hard to shell, like peanuts, you can easily shell with your hand. Like, you know, if you if you try to, like, crack open a walnut with your hand, like, you'd, you'd lose a hand. Okay, but, but hold on. How did you feel about, like, when peanuts come in the shell, you sort of never know exactly what type of peanut is in there. And I know we're going to get to varieties of, of snacking peanut. Yeah, kind of, because I got confused I, very quickly. I don't really love the ones, is it a Spanish peanut that has kind of like a reddish, um, thin, papery skin around, like, the nut meat? Yes, that is the Spanish peanut. Okay, so I don't really, I never have liked encountering that peanut. And so I I have mixed feelings about peanuts in the shell. You know, it's, I don't know. It's just that there's got to be plenty of salt on the, on the shell so that your fingers get nice and salty. Yes. Because, you know, the peanut on the inside is not salted. Oh, we're going to get to that. Are we? Yes. Because usually they're salted throughout. Really? Then why are some of them so much better than others? That is a good question. Like a peanut without enough salt is a terrible, terrible yes, I waste agree. of space. But, but like typically the way they produce salted peanuts in the shell, spoiler, like we're just going to jump ahead, that uh, they brine the peanuts in the shell. Before and so the roasting? Brine gets in, yes. And so the brine gets in and seasons them before roasting. So I think probably if you buy like I, I don't even know like if they sell like at non you know we we determined that like nuts in the shell were sort of a holiday seasonal thing at one point maybe on the mixed nut episode but peanuts I, in the shell are peanuts no in the shell you could probably get those at the regular store at the at a normal time right not like a weird holiday time uh, actually you know uh, at the farmers market in the summer Alvarez Farms uh, yes. here in the Seattle area often has peanuts either salted or unsalted yes in the so their shell. salted peanuts are very good and I'm sure they brine them because they're nice and salty. Yeah. God, okay, this is such a good point. I, ignore everything I said before. Just no, it was such me. a perfect setup. Thanks for, thanks for like setting that up, and I just like teed it off. That is that. I feel so teed off. Yeah, I, I understand. <laughs> um, okay, so Matthew, hold on. I want to talk more about uh, something you wrote here on the agenda. You wrote, when you were a kid, did someone show you how to find the mustached, isn't that mustachioed? I, I sort of said mustachioed, yes. That was a, a real error on my part. Mustachioed old man in a peanut. I asked, so I asked wife, wife of the show, Lori, about this, and she also had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> but 
I, I remember this so vividly as a kid that like, you know, some other kid like, you know, like like took me aside and like he said, hey, you know, if you pull apart like the two halves of the peanut carefully, then one of them will have a little face with a little mustache at one sure end. Are you sure they weren't talking about how babies are made? Uh, I do always get those confused. This is like ba- babies, like it's you have like to like crack them out of the shell, this right? Part, uh-huh. You'll see another part. I mean, that is true of a lot of things, yes. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Walk me through this again. Yes. Are we does looking it, okay. at like a does whole it look, peanut Could shell? it also be interpreted as like a little peanut clitoris? Yes. But like that that wasn't how it was described to me at age like six or whatever. Okay, wait. So you're talking about the shelled peanut, the actual like nut meat. The actual nut meat. When you pull apart the two okay. halves, if you pull them apart carefully, one of them has the little embryo, which is the little nub at the end. You know what I'm talking about? The Yes. And... The, that's called the radical, R-A-D-I-C-L-E. Okay. Uh, and that's, the, that's like the plant embryo. And then there's like two little like curly hairs coming off of it kind of. And those are the plumules or embryonic leaves. And those form the mustache. Oh my God, this is so cute. It is. Like you should definitely teach June about the about the uh, grandpa peanut or whatever. So hold on, just to be clear, the radical it must be like the nose of the yes, face. Yes, that's right. right. Okay, okay. And then, okay, the plumule is the mustache. I yeah, there are no eyes in this in this uh, old man in the peanut scenario. If you open a peanut and there are eyes, I just like run. Um, Matthew, I know you haven't uh, you haven't been working on any novels lately, but do you Not think lately. you could do one called The Old Man and the Peanut? I did. It was uh, it was about an old man uh, who went out every day gathering peanuts and uh, then came upon the biggest peanut that he had ever seen. It was like, you know how exciting it is when you're shelling peanuts and you get one with three peanuts in it? This was like that, uh, only it had 150 peanuts in it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it was too big to carry. Okay, go on. I'm listening. Um, this this is a like the biggest improv ask you've ever asked of me. And so uh, so he decided to Is this uh, like when your kid asks you to make up a story at bedtime it, and you're you know like what? It is exactly like that. Like my you know, my kid is old now and so I've been like off duty on uh. bedtime stories for for like a decade, and you're just bringing it all back. Okay, sorry. No, I want to talk more about bedtime stories, but uh, okay. So, so he he tried to like you know he it was like a deep part of the forest because I guess peanuts grow in the forest in this scenario, and so like he came back and he's like he told everyone like you know I found the biggest peanut you've ever seen, and they were like prove it like pics or it didn't happen. This, but this sounds was, like a metaphor. This was before exactly, but this was before uh, like like Instagram, so he couldn't just like selfie like take a peanut selfie, which is which is not the same as a dick pic. Um, <laughs> And uh, so, so he like cracked it open and brought back one of the peanuts, and everyone was like, "That is just a peanut. What are you? What are you? What are you talking about?" And uh, I'm, I, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. All right, snacking peanuts. You want to? You want to hear what is a peanut? I want to know what's a peanut. Okay, so peanuts, uh, also known as ground nuts or goobers, and uh, the Latin name is. Uh, Arachis hypogea. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Matthew, you can't just breeze past that. Are you going to talk about like what ground nut refers to and like where goober came from? I don't know where goober came from. Oh my God. What? You are Mr. Etymology sometimes. I'm, Why I'm mis- weren't you I'm Mr. Today? Ed for short. I'm a talking horse that, that like, <laughs> at first you're like, wow, a talking horse. And then the, the horse just goes on and on about word origins. And you're like, <laughs> I have to get out of this barn immediately. <laughs> Mr. Etymology. 
<laughs> I am Mr. Etymology. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. uh, horse is a horse, which comes from the Latin for... Uh, oh, that was a good one. Where does the word horse come from? Anyway, I don't know why they're called goobers. They're called ground nuts because they grow in the ground, which we'll get to in detail in just okay. a minute. Okay, okay. They are a widely grown staple legume uh, or legume native to South America. Okay. Uh, and humans have been eating peanuts for millennia, like longer than horses have been talking. First uh, in wild form, wild peanuts, as you might expect, are, are kind of rangier and like oh. smaller, smaller oh. nuts. What? Oh, <laughs> you can't see yes. me, but I'm raising my hand. Yeah. When you were in grade school, you know, like movies that used to come on like film reels, right? Oh, yeah. I guess there were like film strips that were sort of like a slideshow with narration. But then there were also like films. Yeah. 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 So um, we would every now and then. So we would have like library period a couple times a week when I was mm-hmm. in elementary school. And we would go to the school library and do what you do in libraries. But every <laughs> now and then during our library period, our librarian, John Blevins... Shout out to John Blevins, such a like gentle and librarian-y person. Okay. Uh, he would show a film called Hank the Peanut. It was um, a stop motion animation film. Okay. And it was about this peanut. It was, its village was uh, like under attack by the wild forks. Oh. It was a delightful little film. I would love to hear from any listeners who also grew up watching the film Hank the Peanut. I'm not familiar with the film. I feel like eating peanuts with a fork would be very challenging. Does that is that like how they elude the the fork invasion is just well, by being like round and hard and hard to pick up with a fork? No, I mean so the the setting here was kind of uh like the wild <laughs> west. No, no, I'm not even kidding. Like, it was very dusty. There were tumbleweeds. And all the peanuts were still in their shells. So they could kind of stand up and walk, as I recall. Or maybe sort of scoot along. Oh, like Mr. Peanut. But anyway, the forks slithered along the ground like snakes. Oh, that's disturbing. Yeah. And so, like, it it was completely unrelated to what we think about when we think about eating peanuts and using forks. It was, like, fully made into this fantastical world. And... It was magical. Forks slithering around of their own accord is like what I imagine a bad acid trip to be. Yes. Right? Yes. Did you read the, there was a Ann Patchett essay not too long ago in Harper's where she talked about um, doing, oh my God, I think it was, I think she did shrooms with a friend Uh and she had a really bad trip and her friend had a really good trip. And the way that she describes the bad trip is so artful. Okay, I know I haven't read that. I definitely will. Well, we can link to that in the show notes, right? Yeah. Right now I'm Googling Hank the Peanut. So uh, there have been uh, peanut pods dated to 7,600 years ago uh, found in Peru, and images of of peanuts appear in pre-contact Mesoamerican art. These days, the largest producer of peanuts is China, which produced 7.3 million tons in 2018, and peanuts are grown worldwide in tropical and subtropical zones. That's uh, that's the the backstory. Here's where things get wacky, and I didn't know any of this. I did know that unlike most legumes, is it legume or legume or something else? Legume. Is it foghorn leghorn? Yep, foghorn leghorn. Like Le- legume? Is that what you said? Legume. 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 <laughs> okay. If you say it enough times, you go into a trance and believe <laughs> that peanuts are alive and forks can slither. 
Nope, we have to pause because Molly sent me sent me a text with a picture of oh wow. It turns out that the movie's <laughs> called Hank the Cave Peanut. Look how adorable it is. Oh, it's it's very cute. I'm just looking at the picture that came through with the text. Uh, and the headline is In these animated movies for kids, peanuts are the stars. <laughs> Aren't they uh, always? And in the picture, it seems to be like a, a peanut that's an old-timey newspaper editor sitting behind a desk that says editor. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what editors so, always okay, do. Okay, so we definitely recommend that movie. Okay, great. Okay, so unlike most legumes, <laughs> I said it wrong again. This is very upsetting. Just go, go on. Peanut pods. The peanut pods grow underground. And I knew that because I'd kind of seen them, you know, I'd seen them for sale, like like Alvarez Farm sometimes will have like like a like a peanut plant where you can see that the peanuts were growing underground. But here's what I didn't know. So growing your fruit underground is known as geocarpy. So the, the peanut pod is the fruit of the plant because it has the seeds in it, right? Mm-hmm. So geocarpy is when the plant, plant deposits its fruit underground, and it's a very unusual strategy because usually the plant wants its fruit to like go away and start a new plant somewhere else. Right. And the name, the Latin name, Arrakis hypogea, means underground Arrakis, Arrakis being a vetch-like plant, obviously. Uh, what? And here's... <laughs> obviously. I tried to figure out what Arrakis meant, and the best I could come up with was it was like Greek for something in the Vetch family. So okay, I just right. wanted to say Vetch because it's a fun word. So here's the thing I didn't realize. Peanut fruits, like the pods, are not attached to the roots of the plant. They are totally different from that. The plant produces a budding ovary called a peg that dives down into the soil, like away from the roots, and deposits the fruit under ground so the plant grows out of the ground produces this wacky like like pointy stem that grows back into the ground and forms the peanut there wait a minute okay so i'm picturing it so you've got the plant you know it's got its leaves whatever do you see the peg does it like come up above the ground and go back under the ground yes because it comes from the flower oh my god okay i get it yeah, so cause, I mean, to produce oh. a fruit, a, you know, you have to have a fertilized flower, you know. Okay. Uh, and and peanuts are self-fertilizing. So why, in the sense of like, you know, e- evolution, why do we think the peanut keeps its fruit underground? Timidity. <laughs> so the the prevailing theory seems to be uh, protection against drought and fire. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so if you if you leave peanuts alone, they'll just kind of like slowly crawl across the landscape, like propagating very slowly. I want to suggest that maybe we could learn in this age of climate change from the peanut. Maybe we need to live underground as well. Okay. To escape heat and fires. Do you want to start? I'm going go to go start first? constructing my peg. I mean, I, <laughs> well, I mean, it, like, like physiologically. No, it's more like I was thinking it, everything comes back to the hatch from Lost. Yeah, and I'm yeah, going to construct it. a hatch is, is what I'm saying. And then I'm going to go down in it and I'm going to okay. keep all I my feel like there. maybe, maybe like things, things could be improved around here. Like if I would, if I would just like watch at least season two of, of Lost and uh, rewatch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Then, then we would and have so much Hank common the ground. Cave peanut. And watch Hank the Cave Peanut, right? Of course. Okay, so yeah, so you're going to grow a peg and uh, and and uh, deposit yourself underground. So okay, back to botany. So you you say here that peanuts are self pollinating. Help me picture all of this here with this weird plant. Okay, so self pollinating just means that the the flower can uh, can fertilize itself, and it doesn't doesn't require a, a insect or other pollinator. Mm-hmm. 
that, that doesn't really tell you anything about like what the plant looks like or like how it propagates. It's it's just like about what the flowers do in there when no one's looking. <laughs> That's what it's all about, really. So yeah, but I mean, if you if you look up a picture of a peanut plant, you'll see you'll see what I mean. Like, especially if it's like a like a diagram, okay. like a botanical diagram of like these uh, these pegs reaching out and and like you know snorkel, snorkeling down underground. And depositing peanuts. These are like spelunking peas, spelunking plants. They are spelunking plants. I think. I think that is that's like the the order that they're in. Spelunkoides. <laughs> okay. Um, oh wow, this is really interesting. Isn't that wild? It's I had really no wild. idea. It's like I can't even describe how weird it is. You know what it's like. They're the squirrels of plants. They are squirrels the squirrels of plants. Squirrels store their they're, nuts they're, underground. They're hiding or it, their nuts. Do, do squirrels hide nuts underground? Mm, or maybe just in like trees. In, a tre- in a tree stump? Okay, anyway, like like squirrels hide their nuts, so do peanuts. It, they're the same. Taxonomically the same. Taxonomically, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. All right, so Matthew, there are many different types of peanuts. Yeah, so... I, I tried to like understand like what what are the types of the varieties of peanuts that we might meet in the course of our day mm-hmm. and quickly got very confused. But what I learned is there are four there are four varieties of peanuts that are widely grown. I, I think not just in the U.S. I think everywhere. Um, Runner, Virginia, Spanish, and Valencia. And the Spanish are really easy to spot because those are the ones with the thin red edible skins. Yes, like yes. beer nuts. Mm-hmm. And other than that, look, like I, I kept just finding like sites telling me like what are the 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 high points of various uh, uh, peanut varieties. Like you know, the Virginia peanuts are like you know big and plump and great for snacking, and uh, the runner peanuts are great for making peanut butter. So they're all great and they're all peanuts, and uh, we can <laughs> we should just all enjoy them. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got you can borrow appliances, like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it, no charge. <laughs> uh huh. So like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post meeting drink. You can bring your pet. Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. 
Okay, uh, so you've got these these spelunking legumes. How do you prepare them for eating? So they, in order to be eaten, like they can either be picked green, like like unripe and boiled for boiled peanuts, which we're going to learn more about in the future. Uh, but typically peanuts are roasted and they can be roasted in three different ways. First of all, they can be roasted in the shell or out of the shell. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they're, if they're roasted out of the shell, they can be fried, uh, which which is sometimes referred to, I think, kind of euphemistically as oil roasted. Uh, okay. They can be dry roasted, which is which is the most common, which is really just like baking them on a big sheet. Or they can be blister roasted, which is when they're like blanched in water for ten minutes and then fried, so they get so the skin gets blistery. Oh. Have you ever had the blister peanuts from Trader Joe's? I don't think I have. They're the ones, they're in the blue bag. They're really good. Okay. And you really, note. do you notice the blistered exterior? You definitely notice the blistered exterior. And like something about that, that roasting method makes the peanuts crunchier, which, uh, oh. which is, is not like always what I want in a snacking peanut, but it's a very satisfying crunch. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, Okay. The salted peanuts in the shell, the brining situation. Yeah. Can you talk more about that? I think this is super cool. Yeah, literally, I think all they do is like, you know, clean the shell and soak them in a in a salty brine and then, you know, roast them to both dry them and, uh, you know, impart the roasted flavor and also roasting prolongs the the shelf life of the peanuts. But like the salt gets in there. And like if you if you get a a commercial salted peanut in the shell and like lick the shell, it's very salty. But then if you lick the peanut inside, it's also very salty. Question: Do you think that the that this kind of roasting of of brined peanuts would this be like a low temperature roasting for like a while? Because God, that's like a lot of a lot of vegetable matter to dry out. I don't know the answer, but that certainly seems plausible to me. Okay. Okay. I mean, you know. We need to like start a list. We already we're already making like a list of like ep, you know post pandemic episodes and like you know fun things we want to do. We we should add like visit a peanut factory. Yes. Okay. Maybe on another corporate retreat. Yes. Okay. Oh yes. Um, this is exciting. Yes. Okay. So wait. Let's let's get to the part that everybody's been waiting for, which is snacking on peanuts. Yes. Do you snack on peanuts, Matthew? I snack on peanuts all the time. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> really? I loved that pause there. Uh, I, I wasn't sure if you were going to respond. I snack on peanuts all, <laughs> all the, time. the time. End of episode. Mr. Ed out. <laughs> Go on. And then I gallop away. <laughs> okay, but wait. wait. So in what form do you buy them? Do you buy them? I know that you are a big fan of, is it the Target brand, Mixed Salted Nuts? I am a huge fan of Target's Good and Gather <laughs> brands. <laughs> Okay. Uh, mixed nuts, but that, those are not the peanuts I typically buy. Okay. I usually get Kroger brand peanuts, like in the, you know, in the peanut can shaped can, and they're great. Oh, in the peanut can shaped can, not like the little, like the the squat cylinder. No, that's that, what I mean. I call that a peanut can. That's not shaped like a peanut. It's not, it's not shaped like a peanut. It's a peanut can. Like, I mean, a tennis ball can isn't shaped like a tennis ball. Fine. I, I, okay. I get it. I get um, it. When I was in the band Cat Piss Lint Trap, like in 1996, uh, we had a song called No More Peanuts in the Peanut Can. And uh, I'm going to <laughs> sing it for you right now. It went like this. <laughs> no more peanuts in the peanut can. 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 
<laughs> and then I think at one point later it said. <laughs> peanuts for sale and i got pecan <laughs> wow matthew did you write these lyrics i did not we, we, we hired a professional lyricist i'm not gonna bernie gonna toppin wrote these lyrics um okay so when do you eat peanuts as opposed to mixed nuts that's a good question because we usually have both of them in the house. And I will I will reach for mixed nuts a little more often. But sometimes I just want a peanut. And, and usually preferably more than one. Do <laughs> that you... was a great answer to your question, wasn't it? God, that's am- amazing. I can see your whole routine so clearly now. Have you ever had peanuts at a baseball game? The reason I put that on the agenda, um, and I really appreciate the uh, the enthusiastic read that you gave to it, uh, <laughs> is because I was last night. I was like, I feel like there's a bunch of peanut stuff that I'm leaving off this agen- agenda. Wife of the show, Lori, do you have any ideas? And she was like, people eat peanuts at baseball games. <laughs> have you ever been to a baseball game? I have. Uh, I, I think two times. Wow, um, it was pretty fun, actually. Uh, once I saw the Seattle Mariners, and once I saw the Durham Bulls. Did you eat peanuts? I don't think so, but it's possible. Okay. All right. How about, have you gone to one of those bars where you get to eat peanuts and throw the shells on the floor? I have not, but it really, it sounds it sounds like more fun than it probably really is. But yeah. Like, wouldn't it be fun to get to litter? Uh, like, I understand. I mean, just, no, no, I understand. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I can take this out of any... Uh, any framework about like morality right that's what i'm saying i'm not arguing that you know people should just litter i'm saying like wouldn't this be a fun way to break the rules like if if there were no uh consequences like for the environment or yourself yeah okay like you know like you're walking down the street like yeah you know you're you're eating eating a peanut or or uh, throw it on the floor just who gives a fuck yeah like three <laughs> yeah you're, you're walking down the street you're eating your 7-eleven hot dog and like the little paper uh carton of the hot dog just like fling it over your shoulder like you don't just you just don't give a shit yeah this sounds like so much fun okay here's what here's what i want to i want to propose <laughs> that uh when uh, next time we can get together we're gonna we're gonna get some uh peanuts and some 7-eleven hot dogs i don't know why 7-eleven hot dogs is the thing that came to mind except it just feels right to litter something from 7-eleven Okay. Um, we're just gonna walk down my block and uh, and just like like throw throw litter for like a ten foot length, and, and then, then and then go it, back and pick it up. Well, no. What I was gonna suggest is that maybe we have producer Abby like half a block behind us, and like she surreptitiously picks up the litter, so you and I get to maintain the illusion that we littered, but okay. then like someone is there to pick it up. I think we would have to pay producer Abby a lot more <laughs> to to oh, literally to pick, pick up, up our, our garbage. Litter. I mean, yeah. it's true that she does like like pick up our our verbal garbage week after week. <laughs> <laughs> but this this is like like a whole different level of uh, uh, of demeaning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I, she was just the first person that came to mind. No, no, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, we can get my kid to do it. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, no, um, no, like, no, kids, kids, like, like, your kid's probably still young enough that, that she thinks, like, 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 uh, you know, doing good deeds can be fun. Uh, Which, we're, guess we're what? We're rapidly <laughs> outgrowing that. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the clock is ticking. Okay. 
Um, okay, Matthew, I want to talk about uh, snacking on peanuts now. I noticed oh, you haven't been asking me anything. That. This is one of those dates where I'm basically just like Sorry. interviewing you and like you don't care about me. I asked you about memory lane. I I, I did the research and I gave you no, a bunch of, of, uh, of peanut botany facts. I was just about, you asked me like, when do you snack on peanuts? And I was about to turn it back to you. Okay. After okay. a very long detour about how fun it is to litter. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, true to form, my the first thing that came to mind for me when I think about snacking on peanuts, strangely enough, is like being in a cafe in Paris. Wow. I know this is very like on brand for me, but really, I haven't done this in uh, like more than a decade. But I remember it, uh, I think, very clearly because at the time that I was there, I was so newly like legally able to drink, at least in the US. Okay. That the idea of going to a cafe like after work, before the sun set even, and sitting there and watching the world go by while drinking like a glass of white wine or something okay sure it sounded like unfathomably adult and so definitely um, anyway but what i do remember at least from the cafe that uh, where i would maybe one of the cafes in my neighborhood where i would sometimes go sit was that if you ordered a glass of white wine and it was after lunchtime i think this only happened starting in mid-afternoon they would bring out like a little flat bottom dish of salted peanuts that went along with it wow isn't that just so like it's delightful it's so right was there was there like a morning equivalent to the peanuts (sighs) well you wouldn't order wine in the morning okay do you remember the name of the cafe I mean, sometimes when they bring you your your coffee in the morning, they might bring you like a tiny bar of like a little tiny bar of chocolate. Um, Other places would sometimes bring out like a little dish of olives. Um, Okay, just some sort of ordinary olive, but that was quite delicious. So olive ordinaire. Yes. But yeah, this was like a very normal thing. And and I should say, too, that like this was no precious wine. Yeah. Anyway, it was just delightful. And oh, God, I I want that right now. Yes. Uh, But you would not throw the shells on the floor. I would not. Well, there were no shells. There were no shells. shells. Okay. They were shells. Um, Do you remember the name of the of the cafe that you that you would would go to in the neighborhood? The one that I'm thinking of where I really remember enjoying watching the world go by with a glass of white wine uh, was on Place de la Bastille in the Mm -hmm. 11th arrondissement. And I feel like it was called like Café de la Bastille or something like that. But there were like a couple, you know, like on any given, at any given intersection, there's often more than one cafe. And I think that there were like two side by side on the same side of the intersection there. And I think I'm messing up the names. No, but I feel feel like cafes in Paris are like towns in England. They all have good names. Yeah. Even if the name is very ordinary. Like it's. It's still just right. It's still just right. So, so this leads me into. The question, like, what particular beverages do we like to drink with peanuts? And the first thing I would say is, yeah, like an ordinary white wine. Would you would really you say cold, the wine really cold, crackling cold, crackling cold, as okay. Tony Negroni would say? Right. Uh, I think that sounds great. I think beer is very good with peanuts. Beer, I know I'm, I'm really yeah, going beer, out I on think a limb is there. Like the natural choice, and I think Coca Cola is very good with peanuts. Oh, yes, I don't caramel. think I've ever done the thing where you put the peanuts in the Coke, and I'm skeptical. I feel like that's a thing that that like you a kid would have to like show you when you were a kid. 
in yeah. order to really enjoy it. Whereas my thing was uh, was a kid showing me how to um, stick a red vine into 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 a soda, or how to find the face on a peanut, or how to find the peanut face. Mm-hmm. What what I was going to say is that uh, yeah, the, the the caramelly sweetness of Coca Cola is like the perfect foil, uh, the perfect non alcoholic <laughs> foil for that like salty, rich, peanutty thing. I feel like that is that is like the most like on-brand food person thing that either of us has ever said. I know. I'm really sorry about it. <laughs> no, it, was, it was great. Um, so anyway, I don't really like buying peanuts in the shell. I think that buying peanuts in the shell or having peanuts in the shell is like a social thing that you do when you go out for a drink, maybe in like a bar or like a pub or something with friends and you want to draw out the encounter. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Because like shelling peanuts takes a while. It's I like think you're absolutely uh, right. It's like eating shrimp with the shell on. Yeah, you're right. You know, it takes longer. And so there's something really like kind of slowing down about it that seems really nice. But most of the time, no, I just want my peanut shelled. Yeah, no, it's it's that's, that's interesting. Like we have a lot of activities like that. I mean, like uh, drinking is sort of is sort of one of them. But uh, but like karaoke or board games or like something something where like, you know, to to help you feel like you don't have to keep the conversation going nonstop, but you want to spend an extended time with amount of time with people Mm -hmm. or you Mm -hmm. can start a podcast with them. Yep. (laughs) What else do we have to say, Matthew? Um, Okay, I already talked about how special it is when you get three peanuts in one shell. I don't actually remember the last time I had a peanut in the shell, probably like a couple of years ago probably from Alvarez Farm. I wanted to mention quickly Planter's Dry Roasted Peanuts, which I f- feel like were the the most common peanut I would get growing up. And I didn't like them very much then, and I still don't like them very much. And the reason is they have like a seasoning blend on them with like some dried spices and stuff, oh. which I feel like is completely unnecessary. I don't think I've ever been aware of that. Yeah, if you if you try one of those Planter's Dry Roasted Peanuts next to like, like a Kroger plain salt, sea salt peanut... They're very different. Huh. Okay. All right. This is thought-provoking. It is. Yeah. So, so like, shots fired at Mr. Peanut. Do you ever buy honey-roasted peanuts? I don't think you can say shots fired about something you just said yourself. Yes, I love honey-roasted peanuts. Do you get them? I don't know if I've ever bought them. But, like, if I'm offered on an airplane, if I'm ever offered honey-roasted peanuts again, if I'm ever on an airplane again, mm-hmm. I'm going to pounce on those things. I know exactly what you mean. I feel like there was a long period where I didn't realize honey roasted peanuts were something you could buy for yourself. I think I still don't realize that. Well, today is your lucky day. Like Trader Joe's honey roasted peanuts are fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I mean, any honey roasted peanuts are fantastic. Okay. I got to make a run to to TJ's. The thing I will say about honey roasted peanuts, though, is like, I don't feel like they taste like honey at all. No. I think honey is being used as a euphemism for sugar, which is uh, fine. I don't need honey. Sorry, I yawned. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need honey, and I don't need you either. Okay. <laughs> I'm taking my podcast and going home, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it underground for is, for safekeeping. Is, is there anything else we need to say about peanuts? There's one thing before we go into our other segments. The there's something I like to make that I refer to as Matthew's ultimate trail mix. Uh, it can be made with mixed nuts, but I think it's best with peanuts. And it's fifty uh, percent salted peanuts, fifty percent Ghirardelli, sixty percent chocolate chips. Wow, it's very good. That sounds great. I'm going to have some today. Oh, that sounds awesome. Okay, I'm going to have some right after we're done with this. Okay. 
Wow. I, you've got your priorities straight, man. Thank you. Uh, what's new in the world of quilting? Oh, my God. I finished hand quilting my quilt, Matthew. It's fully, my sandwich is fully stitched together. Yeah, it so, is. So um, if I have enough time today, I am going to trim down the, the quilt because right now, as you may recall, there are three layers to the quilt sandwich, the quilt top, the batting and the backing. Yeah, right I'm now, really glad you didn't make me come up with those on my own. Right now, the batting and the backing extend beyond the quilt top because that's something you usually cut them a little bigger than the quilt top to leave room for sort of wiggling. Uh, but now, <laughs> wait, 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 I'm sorry. Who's the is the person under the quilt wiggling or something else wiggling? <laughs> no, like w- wiggling around of of the the sandwich as you're stitching it together. Okay. Okay, so now I need to go and trim the batting and the backing to be squared up with the top. And then I got to do the binding. And there's a certain amount of the binding that is just like, really, God, do you remember how I told you that fully like 75 to possibly 85% of sewing is ironing? Yes, yes, I, I do remember that. a lot of ironing coming up and like trying to, to make certain things match up and trying to fold a corner the right way. I'm just tired thinking about it, but I want to be hand stitching again. This was my big takeaway from making this quilt. I love hand stitching quilts. Okay. Mic drop. Can we, can we, when you're finished, when it's finished, I mean, is it finished? No, not okay. n- not quite. All right, when it's finished, can we post a picture of it on the Reddit or something? Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think people would love to see that because this I think this is our most popular segment. It is absolutely. I think most not. people at this point probably just fast forward to get to the quilting segment. <laughs> All right, would you would you like to hear about some cute animals you need to know? Oh, yes. Okay. I have uh, I've one one that is definitely cute animals and one that's kind of marginal. So I'm going to direct you to a video called Cyclist Meets Family of Skunks. Okay. Um, and these skunks are adorable, but what's best about them is they come out of the woods like in a pack of like four or five skunks that, that stick really closely together and just like book down this road like, hey, like there's a human. We need to see what's going on here and like see if there's some food or something. And just the enthusiasm with which these skunks run down this, this uh, you know, rural road is I mean, I think it's something we can all learn from. And also then at the end of the video, they run back to the woods. I watched this video yesterday, but I'm going to watch it again because I want to give some live commentary of what these guys look like running down the road. Yes. It is like a crazy band of waving fur. It's there's like a weird geometry that happens as they like assemble themselves as they come toward the cyclist. The the pack sort of splits apart and then comes back together. Yep. And it's very visually pleasing. Yeah, like Super Friends or Voltron or something. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but anyway, um oh my god, it's so cute and I do not know how this cyclist held still. I mean, a skunk even puts its paw on top of this cyclist's foot. I know. I, yeah, I would have freaked out. Anyway, but hold on. They're about to go running off down the road. Yep, the parent gets them going. And yeah, they scamper down the road. And it is so cute watching their dumb little tails. I say dumb I in the most, most loving way. Oh, my God. It's all like the spirit with which they run off down the street. Like y- y- you expect them to turn around and wave and like yell, bye. 
right? Yeah, you know, like, our job here is done. Oh, my God. They're precious. Precious yes. boo-boos. The other cute animal, which is not really an animal, uh, it comes from a uh, discussion that wife of the show, Lori, and I were having this morning, uh, in which I don't remember how she came across this, but she said, uh, did you know that there's a hostess mascot called Fruit Pie the Magician? What? <laughs> <And> <laughs> So um, I was like, there is. But apparently apparently this is a discontinued mascot. But then she started telling me that there were a, there's a whole list of hostess mascots. So I didn't have time to, to write a quiz because Fruit this just happened this morning. Fruit Pie the what? Fruit Pie the Magician. Oh, wow. Yeah, which was uh, – and Fruit Pie oh, the Magician God, has, yeah, has their own me. Wikipedia page. Why on earth is he a magician? I guess because, like – What does he do? I mean, fruit hostess fruit pies are so magical because it's like some oh. some uh, gloop inside a pocket. His and, like, favorite how they magic get the gloop trick is there? to make hostess fruit pies appear out of thin air. Okay. Okay. I could, I could yeah, go for that. Yeah, I, I know we've talked about those Hostess fruit pies before, but like <laughs> they are like the the thing for me that like I will eat one and they're quite tasty and I will feel so bad afterwards. I can't, I can't even do it. I it's, can't even do it. But yeah. oh, Matthew, if you look at the, the Fruit Pie the Magician Wikipedia page and yeah. scroll down and click on Twinkie the Kid, now talk about a cute animal. Oh, yeah. Twinkie the Kid was the one that I had heard of. Oh, God. Twinkie, yeah, the, Twinkie kid the Kid was so is adorable. Cute. What about Captain Cupcake? Uh, yeah, he's pretty cute, too. God, look at that sweet, pudgy little belly. I just want to poke it. Yep, Captain Cupcake, Happy Ho-Ho, King Ding Dong. (laughs) King Ding Dong? Chauncey, Chauncey Chocodile. Susie, this is this is for a Wikipedia page that anyone can edit, so it's possible that King Ding Dong isn't real, and I'm afraid to Google <laughs> King Ding Dong. Uh, Susie Q and Chipper Brownie. I did confirm that Chipper Brownie is real. <laughs> it's just like a happy brownie. Wow. Okay. Okay. It's, it's maybe maybe like a it represents like a brownie who has eaten a pot brownie. So yeah. So those are those are the cute animals that you need to know this week. And uh, and I think we're done. Oh my god! Thank God. I need a nap now. <laughs> I think we need to we need to like assemble and run back into the forest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you can find us at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we'll link to the cute animal video and probably something peanut related in the show notes, which you can find uh, in your in your podcast player if you get mm-hmm. info about the episode. Mm-hmm. You can find us. Is there any Reddit? Reddit.com slash R slash everything spilled milk. I also want to add that our producer, Abby Circatella, is absolutely not obligated to pick up our garbage. <laughs> but the way you phrase that is you're, you're sort of making it like, like if your like boss. Like she's is, invited to if she right, wants right, to, like, but she's not obligated. I, I've been in this situation at work where, where like it's not clear if, if my boss is saying, uh, like, you know, it'd be cool if you could get around to this or like you absolutely must do this. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. No, but I I really mean it. And until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that always leaves room for wiggling. (laughs) I'm Matthew Amster Burton. (laughs) That was like a Howard Dean scream I did. Yeah, it was. (laughs) Yeah, that's a thing everybody remembers. Okay. <laughs> nothing nothing interesting has happened in politics since then so no. we're still still kind of fixated on that pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me nothing extra just perfection and a straw coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block because there are drinks 
Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.